I was there with my beloved Pascal. It was a great finish. Um, hopefully many more for, for my beloved over there and uh, just keep growing. You're listening to the Raptors Rapture Podcast. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Raptors Rapture Podcast. Make sure you guys can rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It really helps us out. As always, I'm your host, Hunter Surplus. Today, it's going to be a solo podcast where we talk about All-Star Weekend in its totality. Uh, overall, I think the weekend, to me at least, was very entertaining. It was a good one to watch. Every event was at least a little bit entertaining. Usually, I am one to dislike the skills competition, but this year I had at least some skin in the game with Pascal Siakam being there. I know most Raptors fans probably feel the same way. Pascal Siakam there, it made it a little interesting, made it a must-watch event for us, and then the three-point contest was was very fun. I didn't think I was going to like the new format, but adding those two extra shots actually was pretty interesting. We saw Devin Booker hit a couple in the same run. It really just adds another element to it. I really enjoyed it. It came down to the last shot with Buddy Heald making that last second three. It was it was just fun to watch. Um, and then obviously the dunk contest usually is either a, a really big hit or a miss. And this year it was one of those years where it was a hit. Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., going at each other and uh, a little bit of controversy never hurt anybody except for maybe Aaron Gordon's feelings. It was, it was overall a really fun a really fun format for the the All-Star game as well. Um, the competitiveness came out at the end in there in there and obviously we saw Kyle Lowry taking a couple of charges. We're going to get into that later, but the competitiveness was was through the roof at the end of the fourth quarter there when these guys really 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 wanted to win that game and you know what? I think as a whole All-Star weekend you, you got to see what everybody wants to see from an All-Star weekend, whether it's a, a good dunk contest, a good three-point contest. Uh, uh, you know, the skills contest is pretty much what it is every single year. But, you know, the music was good. The halftime shows were good. Everything, to me, went really well. And going back to the All-Star game as a whole, I'm just going to touch on this a little bit before I get into the Raptors aspect. The All-Star game was one of the best in a very, very, very long time. And one of the best that I can remember... Uh, since really being a really, really avid NBA fan and Toronto Raptors fan. And the biggest reason I think that it was so fun is because of the few changes that they've made over the years. Obviously, there's the picking the teams, which kind of gives you as a manager, whether you're Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron James, you kind of have more skin in the game. You want to see a team that you created and put together do as well as it can and you have a, a bit of a connection to the guys that you picked there's a reason you picked them and you can see it both guys playing really really hard at the end both guys making really nice defensive plays there's Giannis obviously blocking LeBron but then on the other end LeBron swiped the ball right out of Giannis's hand after trying to post him up it was just a very entertaining game because when you get the best guys in the league which are pretty much LeBron and Giannis those are probably the two front runners for the MVP conversation when they're playing at their best and they have skin in the game, it automatically makes the game more fun. It automatically gets the people around them to enjoy the game more. And to me, the first three quarters are pretty much what you expect out of every single All-Star game, especially in that one. I, I saw the stat where there was like 43 dunks or something like that in the first three quarters. And that's a lot of dunks, obviously, for a, for a basketball game with NBA players and the best of them playing at the same time. 
But then again, in the fourth quarter, you saw them all playing hard, which is what everybody wants to see in an all-star game. And I'm in the camp where you don't want to see them playing hard for all four quarters. Obviously, it was more fun to watch. But at the same time, you go and watch the all-star game to see the highlights, to see the big dunks, to see the alley-oops, to see the fancy dribbling, the fancy passing. You don't watch an all-star game necessarily for the defense, unless you're a Kyle Lowry stan, obviously. However, I do genuinely think that this year's game was perfectly set up and was a perfect combination of the highlights and the the cool assists, the cool dunks, the long threes, the guys not really caring and, and just playing the way that they think is, is fun, where they can enjoy the game the most. But then at the same time, you got the 10 minutes or whatever it was of really hard basketball and grinded out basketball where the best players are playing at their best and most intense. So overall, really great all-star game, great all-star weekend, like I mentioned off the top. So now we're going to get into the Raptors side of things. And this was a fun game and weekend for the Toronto Raptors. We're going to start off with a bit of the negative here as Nick Nurse and Kyle Lowry, two of the Toronto Raptors who are representing the team and the country and the city in the all-star game are getting a little bit of heat for their performances at the all-star game in in Chicago this year and the main one for Nick Nurse is the fact that he only played Kyle Lowry or Trey Young sorry he only played Trey Young 15 minutes and 45 seconds in this game 15 minutes and 45 seconds and everyone on Twitter is saying that it's a horrible thing because he is one of the all-star starters he should be playing more and to be honest I uh I don't agree with that take I don't agree with that take and you know there's some reactions on Twitter that are kind of funny and indicative of what they're saying and you know here's one right here Nick Nurse just became the first ever coach to lose an all-star game that was the worst coaching I've ever seen in the game you leave Siakam in the game and give him the ball you got Jimmy Butler Trey Young and Rudy Gobert in the bench the entire fourth quarter and here's another tweet that goes the fact that Trey Young got voted as a starter but Nick Nurse refuses to put him in because he's playing favorites and keeping in Kyle Lowry is absurd uh I gotta say I gotta say pretty ridiculous takes here from presumably Atlanta fans because a lot of them have Atlanta fan in their in their Twitter username and handle and whatnot I think he played it perfectly right because you see in the fourth quarter there when Trey Young wasn't playing and Kyle Lowry was, Kyle Lowry took two or three charges. Well, I mean, he took three charges. Only two of them were called. And he was doing all the right things in the game. And it's not like Trey Young was having this spectacular all-star performance where you couldn't have taken him out because he wasn't playing defense or you know was killing it on the offensive end. Trey Young only had, you know, 10 points on 40% from the field in an all-star game. He did have 10 assists, but he also had four turnovers, and Kyle Lowry had three turnovers and 13 points, and he still put up eight assists, and he had five rebounds. He didn't have the greatest shooting night, but Kyle Lowry also does it on the defensive end, which, like I said when talking about the all-star game in general, that's where they were all going with it in the fourth quarter. They were playing defense really hard. They were playing the game at a pace where they wanted to win. You don't win with Trey Young. Atlanta fans, you know that you don't win with Trey Young. Look at your record. 
we all heard that clip of Giannis saying that their offensive strategy was to hone in on James Harden on the offensive end where James Harden was whoever James Harden was covering that's who they were going to give the ball to and let them cook James Harden guaranteed the same thing would have happened with Trey Young on the floor you can't do that with Kyle Lowry on the floor because Kyle Lowry's a dog Kyle Lowry's a really good defensive player he had three steals in an all-star game so one or two of those is you know pretty much a gimme from the other team on a bad pass or something stupid but regardless still Trey Young had none and then you look at what happened late in the game for both like Kemba Walker and Trey Young and we saw how Kyle Lowry did have a little bit of a struggle late in the game but he's also the reason that Team Giannis was able to keep it so close at the end there taking those three charges late 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 in the game but he also had a turnover and he was missing quite a few shots but Kemba Walker went like 0 for 5 in the fourth quarter something like that and turned the ball over twice really late. One of them, he just like let the ball dribble out of bounds. It was actually kind of hilarious, but it was stupid. And then in the last few minutes of the third quarter, Trey Young was horrible. He was turning the ball over like crazy. He was being careless with the ball. It obviously, and I sound like I'm uh, talking about like an actual NBA game here, but still, if you're looking to win a game and your last impression of that player is him turning the ball over like three or four times, late in a quarter you're not going to be happy with it yeah he hit a shot from half court but how are you really going to expect that to happen more than once in an all-star game like this guy's not gonna do it again it's not going to happen where he's going to take a half court shot especially not in the fourth quarter and he is a negative on defense and to be completely honest with you coming into this game I was telling my buddies when I was watching who I was watching with that I think Trey Young was like one of the bottom like three or four guys in the all-star game so like him not being there in the fourth quarter makes perfect sense to me and in fact like I didn't even notice him not being out there and the game was more fun without him on the court I was not at any point in the night being like yeah I need more Trey Young and less Kyle Lowry I need more Trey Young and less Kemba Walker I need more Trey Young and less anybody that was playing because that's just not the guy that you want to see out there. It isn't. I mean, he does bring the entertainment value for a thing like the All-Star game. We've seen him do the nutmegs. We've seen him do the crazy dribbles, the the deep three-pointers, the the fun, cool passes that he can make. But Kyle Lowry can do those things too, except maybe like the, the crazy dribbling, and then he'll give you a hundred times what Trey Young does on the defensive end of the floor. And we'll try harder. He'll play defense. He'll actually try on defense. Even if he sucked at defense, at least he's trying. But he doesn't suck at defense. He's really good at defense, and he tries. I think there's a reason that so many people love how Kyle Lowry plays, and so many coaches love how Kyle Lowry plays, and it's because he's he's a bulldog. He's got that mentality. He's just a guy who who can win. And I think a lot of people who know basketball, like I was, like I mentioned before, how the the well respected people around the league and the well-respected reporters and and the people on Twitter who actually have a, a knack for knowing basketball, they are the ones who are saying, yeah, Kyle Lowry took charges. That's unreal. Kyle Lowry did this. That's unreal. It's the ones who don't really know it and that are wanting to see Trey Young hit the house of highlights and Bleacher Report every single night. Those are the ones who are complaining that he's 
he's not playing. Those are the ones who are complaining about Kyle Lowry being in the game more. Those are the ones who say Nick Nurse should be fired from that and isn't one of the best coaches in the league despite being probably a top three or two or one coach in the NBA right now. So that's enough of the negative talk here. Um, I think Kyle Lowry and Nick Nurse both had really good performances in in their All-Star games. I think Kyle Lowry is going to be an All-Star again at some point. I think Nick Nurse is going to coach an All-Star game again at some point. I don't know if it can't be next year, that's for sure. I don't know if it's going to be down the road uh, as a Raptor coach, but we know he's, he's he is one of the best coaches in the league, and he is going to be able to provide stability for a team, whether it's an All-Star team or not. After this break, we'll be back in just a moment to talk about Pascal Siakam's performance over All-Star Weekend. So Pascal Siakam had himself a monumental weekend for his standards. He was a first-time All-Star. He was a first-time skills competition competitor. And you know what? He did all right in both categories. He finished the game with 15 points and 6 rebounds on 70% shooting from the field. Honestly, like Pascal Siakam out there, he only really played 17 minutes. And I think Nick Nurse probably played him that many just because he doesn't want to gas him out. And he played Giannis 30 minutes. Talking about Nick Nurse a lot here. But more than that, uh, let's get into his first competition that he took part in, which was the skills competition. And like I said at the top of the show, usually I'm not a big fan of it. Usually a lot of people around the NBA aren't necessarily the biggest fans of the skill competition, but this year I was intrigued by it just because of his connection to to me, right? Pascal Siakam, probably my favorite Raptors player. Obviously, he he's a homegrown kid, all this kind of stuff that I, I could go on and on about why I love Pascal Siakam and why he, he made me watch the skills competition. But you know what? He he did a relatively good job for, for what he is. Uh, Pascal Siakam, in terms of you know, on-ball speed isn't necessarily the fastest guy in the league, and we saw it there. And I think you saw him with a little bit of of heavy feet to start off that one, and you know, going through the uh, the slalom type thing, going in and out of the pylons. That's not necessarily Pascal's uh, biggest strengths there, but he's he is good at it. He made good passes. He hit his first three in the in the game in the competition. He missed two on the second one, but. He was right there with all the guys, and he he could have won it. And I think just like every every skills competition, anyone could win it. Um, I don't think it really matters that he lost. I don't think anything matters of him losing or winning or coming up short or whatever it would have been. I just think him being there is is fun, and I think uh, the biggest thing for him is just getting the experience of being on the big stage and being at these events and, and being treated like the star that he is, because it's really only going to make him better at what he does. It's only going to make him a more efficient player. It's only going to make him ready for that spotlight and ready for moments like that when the playoffs come or when the, there's a late game scenario and he's got the ball. I don't think Something like this is necessarily going to move the needle that much, but it's the cumulative things, right? It's the interviews that he does at All-Star Weekend when he's got all the people around him. It's being at All-Star Weekend with all the people and all the hype and all the excitement around it and the the partying that goes on and just being around the guys like that, I think is something that is really, really, really important for a guy like Pascal, who the Raptors are obviously trying to build their team around. So getting back to the game, uh, Pascal Siakam, like I said, had pretty solid stat line. 
for a guy who isn't necessarily an all-star type player in terms of like he doesn't do the windmill dunks he doesn't do the crazy reverse finishes he isn't really known for a big dunks or crazy step backs or between the legs passes or anything like that but he's just a really 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 solid player and he's just a fantastic individual team player that anyone would like to have on their team as their number one number two guy and frankly having him out there was something that I was I was really proud of seeing and you know we've we've had times where we've had Lowry and DeRozan out there or Lowry and Kawhi Leonard last season out there and this one just felt a little different because the emotional connection that was built up with Pascal last year and the fight that everyone put up with him to say that he was the MIP and the most improved player and you know uh, he was a legitimate winner and he deserved a max and he deserved this and deserved that is something that we haven't really been able to do for a lot of players on this team because DeMar DeRozan almost always got that recognition because of his offensive abilities and averaging 27 a game or 26 a game or 25 a game and obviously Kyle Lowry in the in his prime was one of the better players um, for Eastern Conference All-Stars and stuff like that and having a guy right away come out and do that was was really spectacular and you know one thing that really stood out to me with Pascal Siakam the most out of any of the guys on the team and maybe it's just because I was I was watching him the most out of the game was how much fun he was having all weekend and how much he was enjoying his time being there um I know a lot of people saw that picture circulating around of the team Giannis picture where he's looking all giddy and just excited to be there as a whole. And you could just really tell that he was just living up the experience and having as much fun as he possibly could out there because it was his first time there. And you can tell that's that's what the type of guy Siakam is. And even when he was out there and the, the clips that have gone around of him yelling boxing one on Kawhi and, you know, I don't want to have any threes out there for Kawhi. No more threes, bro box and one box and one you can tell he's just enjoying it and and he has that special ability to have fun in all these scenarios and I know a lot of people in the all-star game do have that kind of fun but it looked like Siakam was doing it on a different level and that was really cool for me to see because of of what us Raptors fans know about a guy like Siakam and that is that he really does take every moment and he lives in the moment and he does things where he is going to be able to enjoy it and he's going to be able to live his best life no matter what the what the scenario is. So that was really fun to see. That was really heartwarming moments for me to see like him and Kawhi being all friendly and and there's obviously no bad blood there. They they've got the bond, they've got the championship. It was nice to see that. Him just having a really good time, Kyle Lowry having a really good time with all this stuff. Nick Nurse looked like he was having a lot of fun as well out there. It was just a wholesome heart-filling game to watch and heart-filling content to to watch as a Raptors fan and seeing your favorite players and your favorite coach really just just soaking in the experience together and being able to to enjoy the moments with guys that that you know that they have really good chemistry with and guys that you know that they really really love and I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me and that I loved the most about it was actually like the post-game interview with Caper Ness where you know Kyle Lowry was calling Pascal my beloved Pascal um, and you could tell both were having a lot of fun like I mentioned a hundred times here that they they were both were enjoying it and that's the biggest thing about the all-star game that's what you want to see you want to see your guys being able to enjoy themselves and enjoy the moment and and take time off and not necessarily have to play as hard as they were but enjoy what they're doing and, and play with people that they don't necessarily see as often and don't get to play with on a regular basis 
And lastly, I want to get into this whole like tampering stuff with Giannis and, and all that fun, fun nonsense. You know what? I love it. I love it. I want Raptors fans to keep coming out and saying he's going to come here. I said this on last week's podcast with Connor Chambers from the TSV pod, and I like it. Raptors fans don't get this all the time. Kyle Lowry is playing as hard as he can, and Giannis likes that type of stuff. Nick Nurse was obviously gunning for Giannis to get the MVP, playing him the most minutes out of anyone on the team, but also he's the best player, and I'm sure he was kind of running through Pascal, uh, Giannis at any given moment because it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP of this year, net last year, probably next year and years to come. To me, I think it's foolish to take anything from this game as something that will lead to Giannis coming here. But this is where relationships are built the most in the NBA with those star players. You saw last year with Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, and they ended up on the same team together. That clip that was going around with them talking. They ended up on the same team together. I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen here, but this is where those relationships are built. And you hear Trey Young saying, oh yeah, Kyle Lowry is a really good guy in the locker room. You heard Giannis when he was drafting. Kyle Lowry's a really good guy in the locker room. And then you see him and Giannis, or Pascal Siakam together, sorry. You see those two together with their coach, Nick Nurse, probably, presumably doing things that they do in their actual games and in their actual system and understanding how much they actually understand about the game of basketball. It doesn't hurt the chances of a guy like Giannis coming, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm the last person who would know that, but the speculation should still come. I love it from Raptors fans, and I'm going to say to all you Raptors fans out there who are on the fence about trying to do this speculation, do it. Do it, because all other 28 teams that aren't the Bucks and not the Raptors are going to be doing the same thing. And whether or not the Raptors are in the lead for getting Giannis, and whether or not this weekend helped that situation, I don't think it matters. I think holding hope to get him is what you should be doing. That's just what I think. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's show, all-star edition of the Raptors Rapture podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed, and as always, please, please, please go rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. It helps the show out. Always go to raptorsrapture.com. Check out the best Raptors writers on the interwebs. Go check out raptorsrapture.com after any game, any weekday. We have all this new content coming out every single day, every single week from our fabulous writers. Follow us on Twitter at Raptors Rapture. Follow me on Twitter at H underscore surplus. If you don't know me yet, please give me a follow. Much appreciated as always. As I always end the show, go Raptors.